Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who's about to have the greatest orgasm of his life this weekend, Derek Halpin. Can neither confirm nor deny that that is a possibility. There's really no I'm, way of knowing. I mean, I don't know how good you are in the sack. We could potentially be sharing a bed. We don't know. This was yeah. This was purchased off of Priceline, and it just said it's either going to be a king size bed or a couple uh, queens, or is it going to be a couple queens and a king bed? Oh, oh shit! I saw that joke coming. Yeah, everyone did. Felt didn't yeah. didn't feel great about that one. There is a big weekend ahead of us, my friend. You have a flight early tomorrow morning to come up to my neck of the woods for all out weekend. We're going to be seeing three different promotions. Oh, fucking we're white clawing already. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Shit. the weight. I mean, well, I mean, that's fine. I'm glad that you're getting an early start considering nope. you have an early start tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I inter- I didn't mean to interrupt that. I thought it was going to be quieter. It was meant no, to be. No, that got se- me excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I have to get up early. My, I think I get up at 4.30 in the morning to catch my plane, and it is currently 7.45 p.m. on Wednesday. Well, we've got a weekend to preview. You watched some, some GCW shit over the weekend, so let's dive right into this shit. We got stuff to talk about before you get here to Chicago. So hit our goddamn music? Well, I mean, you... I mean, if you want. I mean, I... Yeah, I've got to get up early today, so let's just hit the goddamn music. Hit the music. And crack open another White Claw. <sighs> All right, have everybody. You ever, thank you. Have you ever done two White Claws at the same time? Done the White Claw three-way? Well, I meant like, have you had like two different flavors of White Claw had a little, double-fisted? Had a little triple threat match with the White Claws? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have, Derek. You, you have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you not expecting me to ask that question and then you felt caught? Well, you know, you wow. got to try it in every combination to make sure that you're not drinking. You know, you don't want the best version <laughs> of what you love. Uh, we are not opening with another White Claw 10-minute uh, rant until they send me a free case. We are opening with another White Claw rant because I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge the fact that our our loyal listener, our loyal friend, and guy that messages us frequently on Twitter... Jeffy Wrestling made a song for us a few days back that was fucking fantastic. And it began <laughs> with him cracking open a can of something. I'm assuming it was, it was a brew. But he had put a label around this can and drew his own White Claw logo on it. And he, he's made us a song that I'm not sure what all of the lyrics all, but, all of the lyrics are, but I'm pretty sure at one point he says, fuck your dog and fuck your cat. <laughs> 
and he proceeds to play guitar while shirtless and drinking what is a fake White Claw. And that is the passion of predetermined to pro wrestling hangout listeners. If I had time tonight, I should have <laughs> trimmed that and made that the goddamn music for the week. You know what? We'll do that next week. I just don't have time tonight. I'm sorry. But yes, that was fucking phenomenal. Jeffy, thank you so much. You know that when we do our, our end of the year recap, like our best of, that that's definitely going in there. That brought me so much joy. I, I loved yeah. I loved that a lot. Um, I think he even said that it might cure my depression. And I was pretty down that day. And I'll be damned if that did not help. He didn't have to be shirtless <laughs> in the video, but he did. I Nor- felt like he did it for me. Not only did he not have to be shirtless, he was shirtless and he was wearing the Joey Janela sunglasses. I f- totally forgot he bought those. I love that he did. <laughs> Everything about that video is perfect. If you go to our Twitter feed at Wrestle Hangout, just scroll down a little bit, you will find that. Just watch it like three or four times to really digest it. <laughs> Garrett. <laughs> Actually, before we started recording, I was watching GCW and it it really fucked me up. This has been a very disturbing couple days of watching GCW. You said that you watched some fucked up shit over the weekend. Yeah. But you watched more before you started recording? Well, I got two full pay-per-views of it, but I had only watched a little bit. So I was trying to catch up and see it all. And turns out that uh, cramming death matches like you're trying to study for a history test. <laughs> really? Not, not good for your state of mind? No. I think right now, I think I'm actually a little mentally disturbed from trying to just watch six or seven of these things in a row there's supposed to be a break yeah i typically don't do that like, like every now and then for this show we've had to watch something that's pretty gory or brutal but i haven't crammed it right before we started so they went you're, to japan over the, they, they went to japan over the weekend and uh i'm gonna go ahead and tell you they don't fuck around over there do you think they 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 bring out all the bells and whistles for the japanese crowd I don't know if this is a norm in America, but I watched them use meat cleavers on people, Derek. Yeah, I don't think that's normal in America. (laughs) But I didn't think that the razor blades on a board was normal in America until I experienced it in front of my eyes. Do you think they do the CDR, the broken up CDRs on a board in Japan? They did a spot onto a... Not CDRs, but it was the old, like, Famicom or whatever. Like, that old, old Nintendo. A Famicom? Yeah, that. Somebody took a power bomb onto one, cartridge in and everything. It looked like that probably was one of the more painful spots, even though it wasn't sharp. Yeah, that sounds painful, and you're wasting a perfectly good video game system. Well, you know, it's Japan. You can find those anywhere. Oh, those are just, like, in dumpsters and stuff now? I did very much enjoy lots about this show, though. Because it it was deathmatch shows, but they did that GCW thing where they just open with a good match. You know, a match that makes you think, oh, it's not going to be so bad. There isn't going to be meat cleavers (laughs) about an hour from now. They cleanse the palate at the beginning. (laughs) Like, they had Tony Deppin come out, put on a good match with a great uh, Sasuke. I don't know how to say his yeah. name. But he came out, did a match, crowd loved Deppin. Also, over the weekend, these guys almost uh, sold out Corican Hall that New Japan runs. 
That's pretty fucking wild for GCW. And during these shows, all the guys are getting chants. Like, Joey Janela got a huge pop. Uh, who else was... God damn, it was just so much fun hearing the GCW chants. And finally, I think this may be the first time I've heard this watching Japanese wrestling. I heard a holy shit chant. There's no way... Like, was it like a, like a 90% Japanese crowd? Yes, they were in Japan. Aren't they usually, like, quiet and polite? Yes, and through most of it, they were. And they even commented how this is, like, abnormally... Like, you know, if Japanese... Or if American fans had not watched Japanese wrestling prior to this, commentary constantly reminded us that Japanese crowds are more respectful. But as this thing went on, like, they are actually chanting holy shit. And you know what they were chanting holy shit at, Derek? <laughs> what? They were chanting holy shit at a match between Joey Janela tag teaming with the invisible man versus Kikitaru teaming with invisible Stan and invisible man took a 75 foot jump off the roof. <laughs> what the fuck? Which just means that a bunch of, which also I love this in a new or in just, I guess in everywhere in Japan, they have young lions. So that isn't just a new Japan thing. They had GCW young lions surrounding the ring so they would have to sell as the invisible man fell on top of them so basically you're telling me Japan's filled with Famicoms everywhere and young lions you can just pick one up honestly I was just so excited they were enjoying this match this weird comedy match I'm like me too man let's go enjoy <laughs> we can watch this together we don't have to say a single word we just know it's awesome the Japanese fans were like, we're letting our hair down tonight. Oh, we're partying. It's like when fucking all, it's like when fucking all in was here last year. And we made the comment like the, this crowd's very quiet and, and respectful, like a Japanese crowd. Just cause half the roster was from new Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so no, I'm trying basically to basically saw Japan go wild for GCW. I did. And they would even go super crazy for the death match guys. But goddammit, I watched a deathmatch last night that really, really fucked me up. It was off of a show. They did. It was the first one they did when they got over there. It was called Worst Behavior. What the fuck does that mean? Well, that's just the name of the show. It's, you know, new GCW's on their worst behavior at this show. And they truly, truly were. I saw something <laughs> I had never seen before. There was a six-man uh, deathmatch. Which, you know, a six-man tag death match, which it turns out six-man death matches make a lot of sense because you don't have to take as many huge spots, but everybody can do the biggest spot that they have. <laughs> so you're getting paid to do, do one big, big moment in the match. But Marcus Crane did something that was so fucked up that it actually made me feel lightheaded. I figured you'd be numb to this kind of stuff by now. Derek, one of the Japanese wrestlers took a, it was a really long needle. I found out later that it was a tattoo needle, but you know, it's, okay. it's pretty long, like not quite like a foot long, but you know, maybe like a six inch needle. They stick Ugh. it through one side of Marcus Crane's cheek through the middle of his mouth and out the other side of the opposite cheek. And why as you watch the needle go in and out both sides I was scared for me, for him, for the people in that room. 
And this is like their response to the fucking Jeff Hardy screwdriver through the ear spot. Yeah, this was like, this was the biggest fuck you to that spot I've ever seen. That I would watch that spot on loop before bed every night for a year <laughs> before, before I have to ever experience this. Just one time? Just one time. It was because it didn't end there. You would think that was the end of that spot. Like, oh man, that's really fucked up. This is over. No, it turns out that was the setup for the greatest, greatest hot tag in history. Because now Marcus Crane has a, just a giant needle stuck through his face and he's getting his ass beat in the middle of the ring and cannot get the tag. Yeah, I'm not, this is upsetting my stomach. Just, like... He took a 619 with that in his face. Yeah, that's not happening. And then what finally got me to be like, uh-uh, and I turned it off. He took a super kick to the mouth while that needle was sticking out of his face. And I was just, I, I was done. I was completely done at that point. You're not selling me on GCW. That being said, one of the, <laughs> that was very, very fucked up. But I noticed after sitting here watching all of these death matches back to back to back to back to back. GCW does do something really interesting with their death matches, which is their wrestlers are actually really good. They're doing wrestling moves with some of the violence, like seeing them crack light tubes while doing moves is pretty impressive. And there's times where they're just doing really impressive shit, but then also do what I would consider a high spot in death matches. And it's a weird combination of like, if you're able to do this other thing, why are you doing this? Right. That's kind of what I was about to say. Like we're back, we're wrapping back around to where I was like a year ago with the death match thing where I'm asking, come on. Like if you, if you can work a good match, go, go somewhere, work a good match. Don't actually hurt yourself. You couldn't pay me enough money to take a fucking needle through my face. Well, <laughs> well, okay. So like uh, this Friday, we're seeing G Raver in a six man ladder match. And he is a deathmatch guy. He is very good, though. He's an, he's a really good wrestler. But I also watched him have to climb a top rope. He had set a bunch of light tubes filled with butcher knives uh, aimed down at this. This is so dumb. <laughs> aimed <laughs> down at the story you're telling me is so dumb. <laughs> aimed down at this guy's stomach. And he was climbing on the top rope to do a, a flip onto him. And as he went to do the flip, the guy turned the the light tube butcher knife thing upside down. So now all those blades are facing G-Raver. And G-Raver goes back first to do a bunch of butcher knives. Do you know how fucked up it is to see a meat cleaver sticking out of somebody's body? This is your new favorite promotion, Garrett. Yeah, they do some stuff that I don't always approve of. But the fact that they had a nice little comedy match in the middle that got the crowd over that followed the guy getting the needle stuck in his face, I mind you. <laughs> You've upset me. <laughs> like I'm embarrassed. You know what else you hear at these shows that I bet you aren't expecting? What? You still hear the Japanese girls, Derek. Do you hear them saying Tanahashi's name? But it's not Tanahashi. You're hearing him say things like, G-Raver! Or like, Jimmy Lloyd! <laughs> they're saying Jimmy Lloyd. They're like, they're actually cheering for the American wrestlers. And Are there any heroes on the GCW roster? Did you say they're just there... a bunch of misfits? Are there any heroes? Orange Cassidy's yes. a hero. Joey Janela's a hero. 
Jimmy Lloyd's a hero to someone. They're all not quite heroes. See, I don't know. Marcus Crane, to me, looks like such genuinely the guy that he's portraying. I don't know if he's a character, but he terrifies me. You said we're going to GCW on Friday night. Yeah, I think what we're going to get a tame going one. into that show. Honestly, I think we're going to get a pretty normal GCW show. We might get a couple hardcore spots, but this is definitely not one of the hardcore shows. Uh, maybe we end up getting a hardcore match for Nick Gage versus Effie. I would absolutely love to see Effie be the guy to finally beat Nick Gage. And also to see Effie just do Effie to Nick Gage. Just be Effie at Nick Gage is exciting to me. What are the odds that Nick Gage is going to go extra hard on Effie? I mean, at this point, I've seen him... Nick Gage knows who he is at this point. I've had to see him wrestle, what, like Orange Cassidy. We've seen him wrestle, you know, all of these comedy wrestlers. At this point, people want to see Nick Gage comedy matches. He gets it. It's like trying to get The Rock to crack. Is that what it is? I feel like that's what it is. I mean, we got to actually see Nick Gage put on Orange Cassidy sunglasses, and this would probably hurt his heart a little bit, but he was never quite as scary to me ever again. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him that. Yeah, don't, might don't take it out on Effie. Don't spread that word to the king, but uh, I still love him. But now you said we're also going to be getting Orange Cassidy versus <laughs> fucking Gangrel. Yeah, you know that's going to be a hot one. <laughs> Having to text somebody, somebody asked me, is Orange Cassidy wrestling? And I said, yes, he's actually wrestling a vampire. GCW, man. We're also seeing Mance Warner versus Jerry the King Lawler. I'm going to get to see Jerry Lawler? You're going to actually see Jerry Lawler wrestle. At GCW. Let's see. And then you're getting a six-man with Blake Christian and... Uh, Let's see, who else is in that? Alex Zane, both of which who I said are the future of pro wrestling. Jimmy Lloyd, G. Raver, Matthew Justice, and Kobe Durst. That'll just be, oh my God, that's a TLC match. Oh, I'm sorry, DLC, doors, ladders, and chairs, because we switched to doors. <laughs> uh, somebody told me recently we switched to doors because it turns out those are cheaper to buy than the tables. That actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, Gary J. versus Warhorse which they are the ones that have a feud that at one point ended with Warhorse getting his cheek torn out by the fucking ring hook. Did you ever see we that? We talked about that. Oh. Yeah, we talked about that on the podcast. So they're going to hopefully go hard for us at GCW. They've got a history. Oh, shit, you're going to get to see uh, Kevin Koo from, from Sup. Sup. Yeah, him yeah. and Dom Garini, Violence is Forever. Uh, violence is forever with, and they're going to be fighting Tom Lawler and Eric Stevens. We're going to see homicide versus Ethan page. <laughs> this is a stacked GCW card. Uh, oh my God. There's a Lucha match. There's just a six man yeah. Lucha match. God damn. This is going to be if, a wild one. It, if Lawler is in attendance, are we going to make a point to tell him that on our podcast, we reviewed his tenders, his chicken tenders. Ooh, I don't think that I want to like say it to him, but since I'm a bigger fan of Mance Warner because of his restaurant, maybe I will use his restaurant against him throughout the match. Like, like that's why you're booing him? Your famous tendies are shit. <laughs> 
every he might be like ten feet away from him, so he'll probably hear it. We're, yeah, it was, everything was dry. Even the water tasted kind of weird. Too much John Cena shit. Yep, a lot of autographed John Cena eight by tens. Plenty of Andy Kaufman though. Good job. Yep, liked the Andy. Liked the Andy. So, Poke his fucking eyes, Mance. <laughs> The GCW show is maybe the reason we're going to be missing night two of a Thursday, Friday, two night tournament for AAW. I, I can understand why we're missing night two of the tournament based on that card that you just read to me. Doesn't that what just sound get? like a lot of fun? It does. And we're going to be front row. Like as much as I would love to be able to be there for both shows, I think since we're going to get to see the entire AAW card the night before, I feel more okay moving over, sitting front row at GCW, and just having a wild, fun night at like a midnight wrestling show. What do we get in night one at AAW? Let's see. Because to be to be clear to our listeners, we're planning on recording a lot of content this weekend, probably several watch-alongs, and I'm sure we're going to have a couple reviews of the shows we see. So you'll get a follow-up to all of this, but... We're going to be seeing a lot of wrestling here over the next few days. Also, Derek, I looked. There is an AMC theater down the street from our hotel. Oh, my God. We're seeing Hobbs and Shaw first thing in the morning on Saturday. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, We'll see how quickly you can get me out of the bed Saturday morning. Oh, you will be surprised how quickly you get out of bed when there is me, Jason, with with the uh, just the idea of Jason Statham and The Rock together in my head. You know, that man knows no bounds especially when the other man he's trying to get to go see it is sharing a bed with him maybe (laughs) aaw night one uh i know that we're gonna get to see a um our boy mjf yeah mjf versus cabana night one why would i ever even need a night two now that would be great but i'm not Colt Cabana, not to be confused with Cabana Man Dan. That, yeah, there can be some confusion with that now. Did I see that Cabana stopped doing the podcast? I haven't heard anything about that. I think he said he's slowing down on it. Uh, fair enough. Honestly, the match I am most looking forward to right now on Night One's card is Willie Mack versus Ace Romero. Yeah, that's going to be fun. It's crazy to me how Ace is another guy that we saw a long time ago and we've watched him kind of grow into a sensation that AC baby if he can do that move to willie mack where he throws him into the crowd on us oh that's absolutely gonna happen <laughs> that's going to happen that's don't we get to see lucha brothers too supposedly they were wrestling both nights but now the only tag match i'm seeing listed is lax who i guess has the tag titles versus the uh, besties in the world or besties Super besties? What are they called, Derek? The besties. The besties. They don't come around here. I've only gotten to see them up with you. Yeah, I've seen them a couple times. They still have an amazing entrance. Let's see. This is a weird one to me. Uh, Josh Alexander, who at my first PWG show, had a match that I was told was to be his final wrestling match. And I don't know if he had an injury and had to retire, but apparently he's back because I've been seeing his name all over indie cards lately. Well, weren't there rumors a while back that Nick Gage was considering hanging him up 
Like, or did you talk to him? Like, where did we talk about that before? Where you said Nick Gage kind of implied that he was going to be done. I've never said this, and you're breaking news to me that I don't know if I can emotionally handle right this now. This was thing month. This was the thing months ago. You like where he's where the like he had alluded that he was too hurt. Oh, what's that was a while ago, wasn't it? Did, he did say something that he was pretty beat up. To you. He didn't this conversation say, you had. No, I, there's no way I had this conversation where he's like, I'm done. I remember I him know, telling man. me, like, he told me that that match in Chicago, like, really fucked him up. But I don't remember him saying that. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like we talked about this. But just, yeah, I mean, sometimes. Yeah, I thought. Okay, and here's another one. Nate uh, Spider-Web. Didn't he, when we saw him at GCW, wasn't he like wrapping up his career and now he's back out there doing stuff again? Yeah, I kept hearing that he was towards the end, but he I've actually seen him wrestle a bunch of times since then. He's the one that yeah. I saw wrestle MJF during the, the match with Weedus and everything. Yeah. So uh, not uncommon for guys to say that they're done and then be back. But he's actually taking on Jake something. Oh, shit. Jim Ly- Lyman Memorial Tournament is a two-nighter. Yeah. First time going. Eddie and, Kingston uh, versus Jimmy Jacobs. Goddamn, Kurt Stallion's on this thing. Uh, yeah. Damn, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a good night. Plus, we get to see LAX versus Besties. Yeah, this is going to be a good night for sure. So, Thursday's going to be fun at AEW. We may or may not get some of night two AEW, but definitely that GCW card we just went over. Let's get to the big shit here, Garrett. I don't even think I know the full card for All Out. Okay. Because I just saw Joey Janela talking about some Cracker Barrel Clash. Oh, the Cracker Barrel Clash is now the official name for the three-way <laughs> between him, Darby Allen, and Havoc. Oh, okay. I wanted to understand why this got a special name. Do you think that Cracker Barrel chose that match to sponsor it? Or do you think all no the other idea. wrestlers are like... No, you're not naming our match the Cracker Barrel Clash. And they're like, we'll just put it on Janela's. He'll do anything. They did work in the uh, the uh, Cracker Barrel spot last year at All In. So, Let's see. So going down, I'm on Wikipedia right now, and it's showing me that the pre-show, loving this, this is going to be good. Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans. And I don't think anyone has been disappointed with Jack Evans and Angelico and AEW so far. They've I saw we're gonna get Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt against SCU. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's not on the pre-show. That's a main card show. That's some main it should be on the main card. I saw that Luchasaurus is having his final bar wrestling soon, so he oh. must be uh coming back from the Indies. It seems like maybe they are cutting some of them off. I feel like this is as good a time as any to talk about something that has happened since the last time we recorded. Yeah. John Moxley's not going to be wrestling it all out this weekend. Everyone who's probably listening to this podcast knows this by now. And Kenny Omega cut a motherfucker of a promo on him. He did. Cocky Kenny's back. Oh, man. But everything he said is what you kind of thought, right? Didn't you say some of that on the last episode? About what? About like Moxley, or was this a conversation I had with somebody else? Just about Moxley going off and doing New Japan and like him possibly getting hurt before he gets to this big match. 
Yeah, I had been I had been warning about that for a while, considering he was AEW's big get. He's been that's my only concern if they're gonna have kind of like this open door policy with their guys, like if they can go work other places, it's gonna be difficult to book really big angles around them and and sell pay per views. If there's a possible, I mean, again, this is not anything due to like something happening in a match. It's a sack in his elbow. I don't know what the fuck that means. Don't know a goddamn thing about it. You sounded but... great saying it, though. You could have been on ER. Yeah, thank you. But uh, he's getting that removed so he doesn't have that issue anymore. He's going to miss all out. That's it. To me, like, it's going to be fine. AEW's not going to bomb because of this. But it, it does suck. It is a big loss because that was the big story coming out of Double or Nothing. And everyone was pretty excited to see... John Moxley, former WWE guy, the big get for AEW, like I said, taking on Kenny Omega, who's been like the hottest name in wrestling the last couple of years. And that's not happening now. We're getting Kenny Omega versus Pac, which is exciting. And like you said, it's going to be a very good match, very athletic. But star power dropped a little bit, and now they just have a little bit longer to build the match between Moxley and Omega. But it's definitely not happening this weekend, and that sucks. Yeah, still a match I'm going to look forward to down on the road. I am really torn because they definitely gave him an opponent that he is going to put on a memorable match with. It's just, I think the thing that sucks is that, again, I'm not saying that this is killing AEW. They had this issue at Double or Nothing where they had advertised Hangman versus Pac and a lot of people were excited about it and it didn't happen. And then the the big thing that they ended Double or Nothing with, that angle, that's now not happening at this show. Um, but there's other things on here, obviously, to be excited about. The ladder match, Garrett. Is this the match you're looking forward to most? No, I'm actually still looking most forward to Hangman. Hangman Jericho is still my match of the night that I'm most looking forward to. Maybe my second is Janela Allen Havoc. Okay. That being said, I know the ladder match is going to be excellent, but I also have no idea what Janela Havoc and Allen are going to do. And I've just been so excited about Hangman for so long now. Finally getting to see him have this big moment would be really, really cool. Probably do you not know ha- that that's going to happen? No, I'm saying it would be really, really cool. Uh, so you're going to see me lose my, my mind for Hangman throughout the match, uh, get really excited and probably leave a little bit sad, but overall happy. Well, I, I I think Moxley Omega was the match I was looking forward to most. Now, probably the latter match. I don't know. We'll we'll see what this pay-per-view ends up shaking out to be. But, I mean, it's going to be a good one regardless. I'm excited about it. We've got a whole weekend full of fucking amazing wrestling to see. And uh, we're going to make some good content for the listeners. Yeah, I can't wait to just watch a bunch of wrestling with you. And my plan, too, is to bring the uh, recorder with us to the movie theater. Not during the movie, obviously, but so the second we walk out of that theater, we can turn that thing on and immediately talk about Hobbs and Shaw. What if I don't like it, Garrett? Then you're going to have to be really honest with me. And (laughs) (laughs) because it's going to make for an even better show. Well, now that I know that, now I feel obligated to be down on it. See? Don't manipulate my perspective on this, man. God, 
we're actually missing a match right now on NXT that I want to be watching. Well, you can watch it while you pack. Yeah. I don't pack well, Derek. You have so much shit that you have to get done between now and when you get up at like what? Three in the morning? Uh, Probably four. All right. I'll probably get up at four. But yeah, no, tomorrow's going to be exhausting. Um, I'm going to be really ready to sleep, but I also am going to be really, really ready to record. So I'm going to be ready to just jump straight into it. Uh, I think my seats on the plane are pretty shitty. I actually have to get on the plane last, I found out. I really hope they don't make me check my bag because then all of our podcasting equipment will just disappear. Do you feel like they're going to lose it if they make you check your bag? I feel like they're going to lose it in goddamn Pittsburgh. That's terrifying. The good news is, even if they do, we I have a recorder here. That's true. And we're still going to see wrestling. It's going to be great no matter what. It, there's going to be great content. It's going to be a fun weekend. I actually need to... We need to get off of here soon because I got to edit this, put it out, put it, it, put it, it. What is that? Put, put it, put it, it, finish your, finish your claw. I got to, well, claws done. Got to put it out, <laughs> pack my bags, get the hell to Chicago, watch a full weekend of wrestling with you. Cause I didn't even mention, I'm going to Lucha or Bizarro Lucha in Indianapolis on the way back. Uh, our buddies, Alex and Neil are going to give me a ride back to Nashville. I am excited to see you uh for those who are listening to the show right now garrett has made it clear over the last couple of weeks that he's just looking for a good hang and uh that's what i'm gonna give him god so, i need that i'm that makes me happy to hear you say that garrett get off of here get ready and uh yeah hit our goddamn music <laughs>